Welcome to episode number 10 of Hearthcast.com, a podcast for the average World of Warcraft player with your host, Root, the no Warlock who's missing gameplay time and really looking forward to adding it back to his schedule. And Freckleface, the gnome rogue who has one more dress to add to her collection. In this episode, we are going to tell you all of our secrets on how to make lots of gold and fast. And after that, we're going to do Roots Auction House Antics. We're going to go with my pronunciation ponage, fishing for wishes, and of course we'll also cover awesome add-ons and pertinent patch notes. But before that, let's check in with this week's happenings. We'll find out what's up in the game, out of game, with Blizzard, we'll do some greetings and salutations, website updates, and this week's inbox. So, as always, feel free to find us at www.hearthcast.com. Our email address, should you wish to contribute to the show, is contribute at hearthcast.com. You can now follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash hearthcast. You can always find the show on iTunes underneath Hearthcast. You can call the Hearthcast ACN digital hotline at 321-558-7637 and subscribe to our RSS feed right there on our website or via FeedBurner. So, Freckleface, what is going on with you this week in the World of Warcraft? Well, I've been playing a lot of Wintergrass, and it finally paid out in that I bought these shoulders that, that are bind to account that grant extra XP. Now, I have always really wanted to level a mage, um, but kind of the idea of it is a little bit daunting to me. So just to have that that I could give to my low-level mage to try to level up you know, 10% faster, that's really exciting. Um, one thing that I did notice that I know that there is new honor coming out with the season, new season of Arena, and with the gear that's out right now being, you know, about sixty to sixty five thousand, I decided to save up a little bit. Okay. And I noticed one day that my honor was at seventy five thousand even. I was like, oh that's kinda odd that it's an even number. And then the next day I noticed it was still at seventy five thousand. And I said to myself, Oh, there's an honor cap and I had never even gotten close to it before when it used used to be a lot harder to get honor. So it had never even occurred to me. Um, and, you know, we were talking last week about they're not having some kind of alert when you don't have any talent points. Right. And don't you think that should be something they should alert you to? That you're actually not getting any honor when you're killing things that you should be? You know, that would be beneficial. Um, they don't really do it when you don't get XP, although they tell you... If you do get XP, so I guess if you don't see something across your screen that says you just got honor, uh, they consider that warning enough, I guess. I guess so. Um, you know, also this week, I got a new computer. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Freckleface is very concerned about my WoW performance. He is a computer guy. He loves Warcraft, and he was very upset that I wasn't getting a good amount of frames per second, so... He actually um, made sure I got this new computer, and it's just, it has really, really, really improved my um, enjoyment of the game. And actually, next week, we're going to be talking a lot about um, gameplay and performance and how, you know, your computer settings and whatnot can affect 
your experience in the game and also how to get a little better performance out of your computer. Yeah, next week's episode is going to uh, kind of crank up the geek factor a little bit um, and give you everybody some nice uh, insider tips on how to not just configure your computer system but also uh, the surrounding network that the computer connects to. So it ought to be a, an interesting episode in and of itself. Well, what's going on with you this week, Root? Well, you know, I've had yet another week of just logging in, scanning the auction house, and that's about it. Uh, I've been on a real tight project deadline, and, well, that's the way it rolls right now. But I am looking forward to rejoining my guildmates, uh, letting them know that I have not abandoned them all and that I am still alive. And But it'll it'll come soon enough. So, some, so we'll get there. We'll be back. So, Freckleface, you've been doing this whole Noble Garden thing, haven't you, this week? I have, and what I found out about it is that it is a little tedious to start out. Okay. Because you're in this little starting area, you're trying to find the hidden eggs, and it's not so much that they're really hidden, it's just that you're running around trying to get them before someone else does. Now, you shared with me a secret that you used in order to uh, make that a little easier. And uh, I don't know if you're in the position right now that you want to divulge that little secret that you shared with me earlier. I thought it was a brilliant idea. Well, you know you know the way I play WoW. I like to collect all these little trinkets. Right. So what I did is I set up a little playground right in the middle. I put out... Um, what I put out? I put out a beam. I put out the picnic basket. Set a little keg of beer, set out a choo-choo train, and watched everyone kind of like filter from where they were running around into the center, and someone else pulled out this disco ball, and people started dancing. So while everyone else was distracted, I ran around and got all eggs. And that, I see, I think that's a brilliant idea, because a lot of times people think, you know what, I've got time to get the eggs here in a minute, but whatever this put out, this toy train thing, it's just really cool. And so... You're really taking advantage of uh, the shiny object syndrome that a lot of people are susceptible to. So they see something cool and unusual, and they run over to it, completely forgetting about the eggs that are around. So I think that's absolutely brilliant. And, you know, that's why my bags are always full, because, I mean, you never know when you need a keg of beer. You yeah. never know when the time will be right for a romantic picnic. That's true. You just don't. Which the keg of beer could help. <laughs> And uh, so could the true. toy train. That is true. But, you know, what I'm finding out, Root, is I'm actually very close to getting the title. It's a lot easier than it looks. Um, and actually, when I logged on Sunday morning at 12 o'clock, or Sunday afternoon at 12 o'clock, someone else from my guild had already gotten the title. Wow. And um, I may be po- publishing a little shortcast um, pretty soon to help everyone know how they can get it pretty easily. Well, I am sure our listeners would really, really enjoy that. And uh, what is this thing about Blizz Tracker you were telling me about? Well, Blizz Tracker is a new feature that they've come out for the forums. Um, you know that sometimes there'll be a discussion in the WoW forums, you know, talking about, you know, people throwing in their suggestions. And every once in a while, someone for Blizzard will pop up and say, like, oh, hey, we're going to do this. Um, for example... Um, there's a lot of people complaining about, you know, them taking out and get a hard thing when, uh, when it, when the patch 3.1 is still in development. 
so on the forums, someone from Blizzard posted, say, hey, I'm going to talk to some people about lowering the cooldown on the Hearthstone. They came back and said, all right, yeah, that's in development. So that was on the forums before it was ever in the patch notes. So if you want to stay, you know, uber-connected and just, like, right up there in the know, Blizzard Tracker is the way to go. You can go on the website, on the forums. They have a section for it that puts all of Blizzard posts into kind of one section. And you can also sign up for an RSS feed so when someone from Blizzard posts, you will be notified. I think I'm going to be doing it right after we're done recording this podcast. I think I'm going to head over there and get that because I like to be uber-connected. Even if I can't get in the game right now, I still listen to all the other podcasts, uh, read up on different forums. So this would be something that, that, that would definitely interest me. In our mailbag this week, what we're doing right now, just so you have a little heads up for everybody who has requested the uh, the macro guide, I'm having that reformatted right now just out of a straight plain text file into something that's a little more uh, readable with colors and a little more easier to follow. Because some of the people I, that I'd handed it out to at first, um, it read to, it was very dry to them. So I'm just reformatting that and making it a better read. So that will be coming along shortly. I am still collecting all those email addresses so everybody will be notified as soon as that is available. Now to our email questions. This first email question is from DeBurst on the Frostmain server. And Freckleface, I'm going to address this question to you. Uh, DeBurst says, how am I able to find a good raiding guild or just a leisurely fun guild? Well, I think what your first stop should be is the forums on um, the World of Warcraft site. They have it broken down specifically by realm into guild recruiting. Um, and if people are recruiting, lots of times they'll post their website. You know, you say you want to check out that. I would even suggest, you know, going on Facebook, there's an application that says, I play WoW, that lets you find other people on Facebook who are on your realm. So you never know when that might be a good connection for you to find a fun guild. My other thing would be, when you are in a group with someone and you like them, you know, you work well with them and whatnot, you know, go ahead and ask them if you can join their guild. Because chances are, if they're cool, they're probably in a guild with other cool people. I think you're on the right track uh, on both of those. We did talk about an application last week, uh, the WoW Headhunter, uh, or uh, last week. I just tuned in to last week's episode, episode 9, and listened to that, uh, that will tell you exactly what people are looking for. The best thing to do is just be honest about it. Uh, Freckleface hit it right on the nose. If you're grouping with somebody and you're having a good time and you mesh well with that style of play that a particular person is, is having, chances are very high that their entire guild has that same play style. Just be uh, up forward and honest with them. I find it kind of odd that uh, the question is you're looking for a good rating guild or just a leisurely fun guild. To me, those are two two separate things. Um, not that you don't have fun in a raiding guild or you can't raid in a fun guild, but leisurely is that key word in there. Typically, you don't find a leisurely raiding guild. Um, so just know what you want out of the game and be honest about it when you're talking with other people, and I'm sure that they will uh, hook you up with exactly what you're looking for. Now, moving on to question number two here. This is kind of a little two-parter, and we're actually going to take it part two first and part one second, if that's not confusing enough. 
And it kind of ties a little bit into what Frankovace was just talking about. This is from Iapetos. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. On the uh, Skilla server. And we're actually going to start off with the PS from the email. He says, I find it odd that Root is a warlock and Freckleface is a rogue. Now, I'm kind of reading into this a little PS, just a little bit, in him saying, what's up with the names? Uh, so, and uh, this is going to kind of be a little bit of a, of a, a little history of uh, where Freckleface and I came up with our names. And Freckleface mentioned it earlier uh, that Facebook has an application on it to let other people know that you played World of Warcraft. And Freckleface and I have known each other for a couple years. We've known, you not, you know, casually, I would say, at best. Um, you know, one of those things where we kind of said hello to each other, and that was about it. Uh, and then one day I decided I'm on Facebook, I play World of Warcraft, and I decided to post the fact, you know, get a little I Play WoW application, throw it up there on the Facebook page, Lo and behold, I get a, a Facebook message from Freckleface saying, you play World of Warcraft, I play World of Warcraft. And suddenly it was one of those things where, wow, we have something in common. Now, that's how she and I, Freckleface and I, came to know each other. Now, the backstory of my name is when I started playing World of Warcraft on a different server, because Freckleface and I didn't start playing on the same server, I moved my character over until past level 70. When I started uh, playing World of Warcraft, uh, some buddies of mine from IRC got me on, and we were all using our IRC nicknames. So Root is the nickname that I've had for years and years on IRC. Uh, it's just a play on the administrative account on a Unix system, the Root account on a Unix system. Uh, just a play on that. So I wasn't thinking at all about the ability to, uh, like a Druid can root somebody uh, to the ground or anything. I wasn't thinking about that at all. It just happened to be that's the nick that I use online, so that was going to be my tunes name, and then we decided that I was going to be a warlock. So not really as exciting as a lot of people's names. There wasn't a lot of thought into it because it was a name of already using, and that's how we decided to choose said names. Now, Freckleface, I think, has a much better story than that, so I want to turn, to, turn it over to her and let Freckleface tell you the origins of her name. Well, I don't know if it's a more interesting story, but oh, you be. know, I, I kind of set offhand about Mr. Freckleface, and the truth is my husband does play WoW, and he's been playing for a much longer time than I have, and he spent, I don't know, a year or two trying to convince me to play before I ever did. Now, he's from this guild called the Faces of Azeroth, and it's a lot of people in the guild know each other in real life, either directly or they know someone who knows someone, um, and so forth. Now, when you have a guild called the Faces of Azeroth, everyone in the guild tries to have at least one character, if not their main, have the word face in in their name. So long before I ever started playing WoW, you know, we talked about all the different names you could do with face, like, you know, in your face, um, you know, whatever. And... To look at me, I do have a lot of freckles. So that kind of meshes with just the way I am in real life. Um, I've been called that, you know, for years. And my character kind of looks like me. And being a little rogue that kind of stealths around and doesn't really fight things, just kind of sneaks around behind it. Um, it, The character ma meshes with my personality and 
kind of the way I look. Kind of maybe the way I look as a cartoon character, I I suppose. I, I would agree with that. I would firmly agree with that. So, And her hair has changed as my hair has changed. I've noticed that. Because so. when I started out, Freckleface had these two big pigtails. I didn't have pig, big pigtails, but I had the short hair that I would do that sometimes. And now that it's grown out some, Freckleface has... You know, this kind of long ponytail that looks a little bit more like me. Uh, my character is bald, and I'm getting that way, so I'm guessing <laughs> soon we will look a lot alike. Uh, now, moving on to uh, Apatos' main question. And uh, this kind of gets into our big old main content of the week, too. So, he says, hello, this is Apatos from the server Scylla. And I was wondering if you had any good tips for making large amounts of money fast. And I'm assuming he's meaning gold on that one. I'm trying to make 3,000 gold in the shortest possible time so I can buy an epic flying mount. I currently only have the profession mining, and it's at 400. I had skinning, but it lagged behind, so I dropped it for engineering, and he says that was a bad mistake. So I was wondering if you think I should pick up another gathering profession, such as herbalism or skinning, Although I've taken some of your tips, such as playing around with some things in the auction house. Interestingly enough, I have found that a lot of people on my server have been putting up their cobalt ore for 20 gold, and cobalt in its ore form is useless. So I buy the ore, smelt it, and make a nice 25 gold profit per stack, which is awesome in my opinion. Uh, this seems too little too late. I really just want to start flying as soon as I can. Thanks for any help you can give me, and keep up the great work. So... Freckleface, what do you think are something we can talk about as far as professions and making a lot of money in the shortest amount of time possible? Well, I think I think it's never too little too late. And a lot of people do ask that question of what what is the best profession and what professions are going to make me the most money. Now, when you're sitting down and you're trying to figure out what to go for, most professions are either a gathering skill or a crafting skill. And I say that with the exception of enchanting, which is kind of in a way both because you take the greens, you know, you get the mats and you get the mats, use the mats to um, craft and enchant. Now, all of the crafting professions, what their true appeal is either because you can, things that you can craft because that you can use it to save money because you're crafting yourself is something you're going to use a lot. Or there's a special item that's bind on pickup, or you have to have that skill to use it. Or you want to use your craft to make money. Now, using it to make money, and the demand fluctuates a lot. And there are certain items that will be hot, and then all of a sudden, patch comes out, there's a better item, and suddenly it's not being sold so easily. So I wouldn't necessarily recommend getting a crafting profession for the purpose of just making money. If you're going to choose a crafting profession, choose something that has items that you want to use. Now, I personally love being an engineer. Um, but if you don't, if you are looking to try a new skill, um, really having two gathering professions is the best way to get money fast. You will always sell your raw materials as opposed to building something that may or may not be sold. Um, my only caveat with that is that if you choose mining and, mining and herbalism, you will only be able to track one at a time. Um, so you're going to have to be constantly switching back and forth 
either going to mini map um, and doing the drop down constantly or making a macro which switches it back and forth but even that you're constantly being aware of switching it as opposed to just for example doing mining and skinning or herbalism and skinning right now my character root is a miner and a skinner I've been that since day one have not done anything else on uh, that particular character some of my other characters I have I have played around with different professions herbalism and alchemy and some other things but really what I found for the, the most bang for my buck has been with mining and skinning um, especially in northern when you can get uh, some frost weave drops when you're doing your skinning uh, that is absolutely wonderful to get that kind of stuff because it's going to sell really well on the auction house. The problem you're going to have, just like anything, is leveling up. Uh, you're going to have to go back and, of course, now without failing, you can probably level up a lot quicker uh, in different places. But um, you're going to have to level up and spend some time just doing that to try to get some stuff that's worthwhile. Um, but, yeah. I would suggest on that one, if you're looking for the most bang for your, for, your, for your money and the quickest way to get up with your money would be the gathering, in my opinion. And even while you are going back and leveling up these items, I mean, you're still selling whatever that you're, that you're gathering. Absolutely. That's when it, it would behoove you to have a bank alt so that as you're in whatever area you're in leveling, leveling up your skinning, uh, you can just visit the local mailbox and send off your loot to your bank alt for that. Uh, now, what about quests and dailies? What do you have to say about that, Freckleface? Well, quests and dailies are an awesome way to make money. I mean, a level 80 and average daily is about, I don't know, 13 gold now. It is really a great way to get some money quickly. Group quests give you an even higher amount of gold and a quest reward in it that you can sell to the vendor. So a really great way to get some gold really quickly is have some fr get some friends with you and go through and just knock out as many group quests as you can. Now with dailies, a lot of people have trouble finding dailies, um, but you got you know your profession dailies, you got cooking, fishing. I think jewel crafting has one. So if you qualify for those, absolutely make absolutely keep doing them. Because at some point for cooking, I had stopped doing it because I had gotten all the recipes I needed from the vendor. I didn't need any more cooking awards. Then I started thinking about it. I was like, you know what? I can buy a stack of chilled meat for about 10 gold. And then I can use that stack to do about 5 dailies at 13 gold each. Hmm. So I started doing that again. And really, the best place to do dailies is Ice Crown. Because there are about five different areas that has dailies clustered together. And if you go there and you don't see them, then do whatever quest you can. Because the more quests you do, the more dailies will open up. It's also very easy just to work the auction house. And what we're talking about here is learning how to flip things. Specifically, spending some time with the auctioneer add-on and hanging out over there in the um, in the search filters for things that are underpriced. If there's things that are you know underpriced, even if you're going to make you know ten or fifteen or, or twenty five gold like you're making like you're making right now on the uh, on your smelting, buy that listed back on the auction house. It doesn't take any time. 
and it doesn't cost you much money to list it, you know, so your risk is inherently very low. The amount of time you spend, the amount of gold you spend on that item are very low. And your returns, they're not guaranteed. Nothing's guaranteed, but your chances of it are extremely high. Um, in fact, Freckleface, you were telling me just the other week that you were doing that and, and returning some really high profits on some things. I have done that, and I actually found, for example, the librarian's paper cutter. I saw someone that was selling it um, for about 100 gold, and I was using the search filters in Auctioneer, and Auctioneer said, hey, you can make 150 gold profit on this because it normally goes for 250. So of course I bought it, relisted it, and sold it within um, the time period, and I was very happy. You know, that's 150 gold where I didn't have to do anything, just taking advantage of someone else's um, attempt at undercutting. Sure, and sometimes they undercut way too low because they just want to sell a thing. It brings us to our next point of always watching trade chat. You keep an eye out for items that you can buy and put on the auction house to sell for a profit. Uh, we'll go into detail about that a little bit later on, but what happens is there are people who just can't be bothered by sending things to the auction house. They might, they may not have the perceived time to take care of that, or they may not be anywhere near an auction house and just want to send you something COD. Fine. I'll spend a little bit of money. I'll buy the item. I'll throw it up on the auction house, and I'll sell it for a profit. Well, you know what? Probably what it is. I mean, I mean, if they're in trade chat, they're obviously near an auction house. Um, well, I take the back silver dollar in. Um, but probably what it is is the the deposit cost and the auction house cut because there's a gun that I again I I said that I sell this for about a thousand gold. When I get my money in the mail, the auction house is taking a fifty gold cut on it. Sure. In addition to my deposit cost, if I list it and then it doesn't sell. So a lot of people would turn to trade chat because they don't want to risk that loss, and they just want to hand it over to someone directly. Or do you have any tips, Freckleface, on exactly how to save money? Because we talked about how to make it. What about saving it? Oh, saving money is very important, um, and no one really talks about it because it seems kind of obvious. But let's say you're saving up. Um, like right now, I'm trying to get up to about eighty-five hundred gold. And when you're sitting on about 5,000 gold, those little, you know, 20 gold, 100 gold purchases, um, they're a lot easier to make when you have all that sitting on you. And when you're constantly kind of making these what seemingly small purchases, it really puts you much farther behind than you than you think about it, than you think you are. And I'll give you an example. I just got um, a new chess piece and um, new leggings from uh, the Wintergrass vendor. And I am going around wearing these pieces and they are unsocketed. And the reason that they are is because at the moment I am so focused on trying to get that amount that I don't want to spend money I don't have to on anything. And it seems kind of stupid to go around unsocketed, but my temporary goal is not to be the best at PvP, it's to get the money. Now, when I come to the point where I've spent all the money I want to, and then I want to focus on, you know, upping my stats, yeah, sure, then I'll go to the trouble and try to find good gems for my gear. It's just a matter of focusing on what you want to buy and not getting distracted by other things. And a few other ways to save money is... You know, we all have to do repairs. It really gets expensive, especially if you wear mail or plate. 
and everyone has to buy reagents. So what you want to do is time those trips when you can go to your faction that you have highest rep with. Because remember, it used to just be if you were honored or higher, you got a discount. Now it's the higher rep you have, the more discount you get. So when your repair bill is, you know, about 70 gold, to go to some place that you're exalted with, it makes enough difference to make that trip there. The same thing with stacking up on reagents. You know, don't do it in Dalaran where you're neutral with the Silver Covenant. You know, go to your home city where you're exalted. Right. Spend a little bit of time. Go back home. Get your repairs. Get your reagents. Save the money. Because like you said, it's well worth it when your repair costs are up close to 100 gold or more for yeah. some people. And also keep the majority of your cash on a bank out. It's kind of the reason why, you know, when we walk around in real life, we're not carrying loads of hundreds of dollars of bills on us. You know, we use a bank in part because most of us don't want to have it there to easily spend. We want it to be away from us. So we're not spending unless we want to. Unless we're planning on it. I keep about 200 gold on route. Everything else I mail off to my bank out. So let's look at some quick ways that people can make money directly from the auction house. So I'm going to give you five quick ways to make a quick profit uh, using the auction house. First way is to find vendors close to the auction house that are actually selling items that sell for more on the auction house. But most people don't know that they're doing this. This is really simple. Just visit the vendors around the auction house. See what they have. Usually what you're looking for is a limited number item. It's characterized by number in parentheses. See how much they're selling it for and see what the going rate on the auction house is for that item. Just do the math at that point. You're going to buy low and sell high. This is a trick that I personally use to turn about a 15 gold profit a couple times a day sometimes depending on the item. Second way, double listings. This is a little bit of a sleight of hand move, but if you list an item that's very high in price, list it and then list it again at its going rate. So normally this works best with an alt doing one of the listings, preferably the higher one. But what happens, it gets your item noticed. It can help drive up the market rate for the rest of the items. So if I've got, say, for instance, a stack of Berean leather, and let's say that on my server it normally sells for 30 gold. If I come into the auction house with an alt, not my bank alt, but maybe even my main character, and I list that at 50 gold, then suddenly my 30 gold doesn't seem like it's that high. Because what will happen is people will see the 50 and they'll go, oh, that guy's out of his mind, he's crazy, I'm not going to buy his stuff. Look at this other guy, he's got some for 30, I'm going to buy it, I just saved 20 gold. When in reality, they didn't. Now, does that cost a little bit of money? Sure, but what also happens is other people start listing it at a higher rate, 35 gold, 40 gold. Suddenly, the price of that item starts going up, and the market will respond accordingly. So it can help you drive that market price up. Number three, if it is a popular item you're listing, mention it in trade chat first. We kind of covered this a couple minutes ago. A 20 stack of Vibrian leather about to go in the auction house. I'll sell it for X. PST if you're interested. Sometimes you can make some quick cash that way. People away from the auction house will monitor the trade channel and will pay to get something they need. If somebody's hanging out in Dalaran waiting for a winter grasp and they need leather to do some leather working with, 
They'll buy it from you, and they'll run to the mailbox, and they'll get it. They'll send COD. So you can sell things through the trade chat channel as opposed to putting it on the auction house, which is what we talked about a couple minutes ago. Number five, don't sell any weird stuff to the vendors. Not all great items have no value. Some people collect different things in the game, complete frost gear, different colored dresses or hats. You never know what people are going to collect. Sift through the miscellaneous section and see what you see there, and then go out when you're just doing your regular trash mob killing. They'll drop bizarre gray items. I know Freckleface, for one, loves pages, books, any kind of stories or novels that can be found in the game. Now, I don't sell it to her. Obviously, I just mail it to her, but she has a, a likeness for that type of thing. So there are people who actually do some collecting inside the game. So nothing, just because it's gray, yeah, that means a vendor's not going to pay a lot for it, but that does not necessarily mean it has no intrinsic value to somebody else. Oh, yeah, give me the example of that. It's not a gray item, but it's white, and it doesn't do anything, but it's a hot club membership card, and it says fine dining for the finest, and I have never seen it in the auction house for less than 20 gold. People just want that in their bags. Hey, I have fine dining for the finest. Speaking of fine dining, that kind of reminds me of fishing. And I wonder if you fished anything up this week. I did, but not anything tasty. I fished up Private Marcus Jonathan's copper coin. Um, and what it says on there, I wish to grow a glorious and bushy mustache someday. Hmm. Well, if this name sounds familiar, it is from the Sergeant Marcus Jonathan. And he sits on his horse in front of the bridge, in front of Stormwind. And if you look at him, obviously he wish, his wish did come true. He does have a glorious bushy mustache. Um, now when you see him, make sure that you do slash salute and slash wave, and he'll respond to you. Oh, I've never done that before. I'm going to head over to Stormwind and do that next time I'm in the game. Make sure you spam it. It'll really annoy people. <laughs> I'm sure it will. Because they, they cannot ignore him. When he's spamming his reaction to you. Oh, that's joyous. That's joyous. <laughs> well, we have some pertinent patch notes this week. Patch 3.1.1 came out. Now, the first thing that we noticed when we logged on last week was that everyone's talent points got refunded. There was an issue with the dual talent specialization system. Now, I was happy about this because you remember last week I said, oh, Freckleface missed the memo on the preview talent changes. Right. And this week, not only did I know about that, but I also logged in at a time when I wasn't just logging in, oh, Wintergrass is about to start. Let me just plug in some talent points. I actually had some time. To go through there and think about it, and actually went assassination instead of combat, and it seemed to be a little better for PvP. Um, there's a few abilities in there that um, make me kind of excited. So I was very pleased with the refund, but I'm sure not everyone feels the same way. Yeah, it's, it's you know, to me, I just hate spending talent points all at once. I don't mind. You know, hey, I got a new talent point. Let me put it here. I don't mind building it up as we go. I just really hate, you know, the we hey we refunded all your talent points. Go go put them where you want them again. I would rather them go. Hey, we refunded all your talent points. Do you want them the same way they were? 
or you know, give me the option of of accepting it or declining it instead of saying put it all back in. But that's just my personal little pet peeve there. Um, so slash end rant. Um, some bug fixes. Uh, characters who were not of the same race or class are once again able to view each other's professions when linked in the chat. And that was something that when I first logged in to see what was going on and see how Patch 3.1 was doing, everybody was complaining about that they couldn't see everybody else's professions and you know linking wasn't working inside the chat. So, oh, that's very dramatic. It was. It really, really was. Because if you were trying to you know hawk your wares, if you're trying to do some enchants or some leatherworking or jewelry, whatever you're trying to do, you couldn't do it to anybody else who was not uh, your same race or class. So, Well, you know, on a side note, I thought that was one of the best changes that they've made is to making that ability. Because now you don't have people trying to link, you know, what they think people want and trade chat listing five different recipes. Or I think some people even had a mod like Whisper Me and you whisper them and it'll automatically give you a list. Now you can just... Do one little link. It's unobtrusive. And if you are looking for a jewel crafter and you want to see what all different kinds of stuff that jewel crafters can make, you can sit there and browse through it. I, mean, I, th- I, think, it's, I think it's really awesome. Uh, they also fixed an issue in which player and pet nameplates were appearing larger than normal. I didn't necessarily see that one. Thrall's Throne has been adjusted back to its proper size and the base replaced. He says he will no longer need to defy gravity. It's pretty funny. I didn't witness that one either. Uh, Druid leather helms will once again sit properly on their heads. I did see this one in Dalaran. People were pointing and laughing at a lot of druids, so I thought that was unusual. Uh, They corrected an issue for a uh, video card that would result in some critical errors for select actions. Um, So that's nice. With some achievements, they corrected an issue preventing players from earning the achievement Storming Stormwind. Players who were not properly awarded this achievement for completing the objective should retroactively be granted completion. My class, Warlocks, Demonology, the uh, Fell Synergy, they corrected the tooltip now to display. That's kind of nice. Um, and the Dungeons and Raids, Caverns of Time, the Calling of Strathholm. Uh, they fixed an issue with the outside map and another issue with an incorrect skin. So there's some minor changes there. In Alduar, the mob packs in the XT002 Deconstructor Encounter can now be engaged separately and are no longer linked. So, you know, as far as, you know, fixing broken stuff, it's not a whole lot. Um, So, yeah, kudos to them for not having a massive 3.1 fix, 3.11 fix. You know, on the show we talk about a lot of really awesome add-ons, ones that we cannot live without. And we've always kind of plugged WoW Matrix as, uh, you know, your program, which lets you download and update all very easily. But you know what, Root? I opened up my WoW Matrix um, the other day, and for one thing, the a few of my key add-ons that it went to update it, it said it couldn't connect to the website. And then a few days later, it seemed like a lot of them were just kind of gone um, yeah. So do you know what's going on with that? Yeah, I do. Um, this is one of those things where, you know, there, there's there's two sides to this story. The bottom line of it is, WoW Matrix uh, was linking to Curse Gaming site and some other sites uh, through their 
their program. Use an application called Curl to make the web connection. So when you decided to upgrade your add-ons throughout Matrix, you were actually downloading said upgrades from different websites that WoW Matrix did not own. Now, that practice in and of itself is not a nice one because what you're doing is, is stealing somebody else's bandwidth and robbing them of the opportunity for advertisement based on banners or advertisements on their site. So you're robbing them of potential revenue and you're stealing their bandwidth and giving it to somebody else. So basically, Curse Gaming said, we don't like that. And because we don't like that, we're going to block any attempts from the WoW Matrix application from accessing our website to download our software that we have here. Now, there are still some applications because they're linked directly to those owners' uh, websites, like Auctioneer, for one, who host their own add-ons on their own site. Um, but... Basically, a lot of the communities kind of given a little bit of a backlash against WoW Matrix for deep linking and stealing bandwidth and not uh, giving other locations the opportunity to gain revenue based on off of uh, advertisement. The flip side to this whole story is it's kind of like, you know, it's a big enough playground, but, you know, you didn't ask me to play with my dump truck so I'm taking all my toys and going home in essence the curse add-on and wow matrix in effect do the same thing however a lot of people argue that wow matrix does a better job than the curse add-on so it's kind of like the flip side argument is that wow matrix did a better job people liked it better Curse Gaming gets a little upset and says people aren't using our add-on anymore to update their mods, so we're not going to let them use WoW Matrixes. Nanny nanny boo-boo. Personally, it can go either way. Uh, did WoW Matrix do the right thing? I'm not one to say. Should they share revenue? Possibly. That could be a better answer than someone slamming the door on them. Um, I don't know if there's anything going on behind the scenes, whether or not it was a lot of bickering back and forth or if it's just an arbitrary decision of Curse Gaming to block access. Curse Gaming is has the absolute right to do that. They're the ones fitting the bill for that bandwidth. They're the ones trying to make a profit off of advertising. Why Matrix is the one who's denying them that opportunity. So, yeah, you know, I still think there's a chance for WoW Matrix to come out of this. Um, by negotiating with Curse and some other people on a possible revenue share platform. and Or if Curse actually comes up with a better uh, module for adding and maintaining your add-ons, that would be a, a way to go too. And I understand that Curse is looking at a paid model subscription to do that. And um, we talked about that a couple weeks ago where that does not violate the new terms and use from Blizzard. And that's possibly why they're doing it, kind of sticking their nose up or thumb in the nose of, of Blizzard saying, you didn't say we couldn't make money this way, so now we are. But, you know, we'll see. This is one that's going to be interesting to watch over the next couple of weeks and months to see how it completely plays out. But for the time being, Curse does have a client that they have published 
and they are really trying to get those WOW Matrix um, users to come over and get hooked on their client, and they have a whole section on making the switch from WOW Matrix to their client, um, and they do actually say that at the moment it's free. Um, at some point it will be part of their pro package, and I'm not sure how much that will end up costing. Now, see, the first time that I ever used the Curse um, Manager, um, hated it. Absolutely hated it. And when I found Wild Matrix, absolutely loved it. So my stance right now, at this time, at this very time, is that if it's not in Wild Matrix and I can't update it, I'm not going to use it. Uh, I'll find an alternative that is in Wild Matrix, and I will use that. Um, so that might be the hardline standpoint, and I may be regretting that later on, and I may be coming back going, all right, now I'm going to use this other one because now nobody likes Wild Matrix anymore, and they've, everybody's blocked them completely off the Internet. Um, but, you know, one of the things that just absolutely kills me is how easy it would be for uh, Wild Matrix to circumvent what Curse is doing. While Matrix is using curl, curl has the ability to forge HTTP headers. It would be pretty easy to fool their firewalls and their uh, their rule sets to uh, to bypass that and go right to them download. But I didn't say that here on this podcast, and I'll deny it if anybody ever claims that I did. Of course. Now you might say that curse garroted Wow Matrix. You might say that. I might say that, which brings us to Freckleface's pronunciation ponage. Now, when I said garrote right there, you might have thought of the rogue spell. Now, what this spell does in WoW is that we use it when we're stealthed. We come up to, usually it's a caster, and we garrote them. Because what that does is it silences them, and then they bleed. But you know what, I was kind of thinking about this, like, what does that really mean? So when I looked it up, what I found out is that the true meaning of that word is a method of execution by strangulation, or even the apparatus used, like the thing that you use to strangle someone. Um, so that kind of, I thought that was kind of interesting. Both ways, you know, it's inflicting... Um, pain and death upon people but it's kind of used slightly different in the game than it is in the true definition of it so now you can pwn people with that knowledge of the proper use of garrote you know frank face earlier talked about going in and doing winter grass which to me is right now one of my all-time favorite things to do um anything unusual happened there for you um well you know i've been going there and doing my fishing dailies and whatnot um, you know, one night I would I had planned out my evening so I could do winter grass and then go to bed. I got home, I guess it's about ten, I logged on and say, Okay, winter grass was in forty minutes, that's great. Um, right I went out and quested and then I hearthed back to Dollaran just in time for the battleground. Right as the portal opens, apparently someone put down a personal mole machine so when i click on what i think is a portal i don't get ported to wintergrass i got ported to black rock deaths oh no <laughs> oh it was and there was about 10 of us who did <laughs> and there's two of us who's 
who could not hearth back and were subsequently stuck in there, you know, blasting people raid. Who did that? And come give us a summon. And no one ever did. So we just kind of, you know, put down a little beer keg and we got drunk and whatnot. <laughs> that's um, yeah, that's I was, not I was, a cool thing to do. That's not a nice thing to do at all. <laughs> it's really not. Especially it's your teammates. Um, there, there are lots of ways to trick people in the game. If you ever see someone in trade chat, if you ever ask someone how to do something and they respond with, oh, it's all F4, no, don't do it. If you use Windows. Well, most of us do. Not all of us are, what do you call it, um, operating system agnostic. Next week... Uh, we are going to be talking about game performance, why it is important, how to improve the performance of not just your computer, but also the network that your computer connects to. And, you know, we have not had a whole lot of luck with contests. So, we're going to make this one real easy. You've all heard us give our funny little anecdotes about the game. Now it's your turn. But here's the catch. You have to call our HearthCast ACN digital hotline at 321-558-7637 and tell us your funny wow story there. Now, don't worry. Nobody ever answers that line. It goes straight to voicemail. You can call any time you like. We're going to run this contest until our last episode in May. We, that being Freckleface and myself, will judge who has the funniest antidote and we will reward that person with some swag dog bling. So get your stories fired up and your fingers dialing. Let's hear what you have to say. Well, thanks for listening. And don't forget to check out our website. It's hearthcast.com. Remember our Hearthcast ACN digital hotline, 321-558-7637. Or you can always send us an email at contribute at hearthcast.com or use our website submission form. Until next time, this has been Freckleface and Root from hearthcast.com. For some more, for some more, more, (laughs) give me some place to start over again. No, no, that's, You have to put that in the bloopers. I will probably. Okay. I lost my place. You're in. This thing scans. You're done. I'm done? done. Totally? Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. I'll give you an example. Um, It's not gray. It's white. But there's... um, With a hot membership card with... Or dining... (laughs) How do you say H-A-U-T? H-A-U-T? Hot? H-A-U-T-E, hot. Yeah, that's hot. There's like one, two, three. Uh, Old War, the mob packs in the XT-002 Deconstructor Encounter can now be engaged. Congratulations to them. Freckleface's pronunciation. <laughs> can you pronounce pronouns? Has anything... Ah, you want to talk about that? <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. Sorry, did I just throw you off? Yeah. Because sound like you said, except when you call. Right, right, right. Oh. oh, I'm sorry. Right. 
Now, thanks for listening, and don't forget to check out the website. <laughs> thanks for listening. Huh?